percent. Say my own podcast. The podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. I'm Natalie. And I'm Kathleen. Well, I almost forgot the title of the podcast, so I was kind of glad. Yeah, you took, uh, this this TRL. Welcome to TRL. <laughs> I almost fucking forgot. Oh, Where are we? Who are we? Welcome to this once a month podcast. Where two we're, girls get together and talk shit. Where once a month we scrape up some Kardashian headlines to talk about. <laughs> Truly, and actually, we were supposed to record last week, and it actually was a blessing in disguise we didn't, because now we have an actual topic with Baboni and yeah. Kendall, so. Which I know they want us to talk about it, which makes me even more angry, but you know what? If, if it was, want, they're going to get it. We're going to talk about it. If it was Kylie, I might be a little more excited to talk about it. If it was Kim, I'd really be excited to talk about it, but Kendall, yeah. ugh. We always talk about how we we joke can candle Kendall uh with the ULL. <laughs> I do think Kendall isn't interesting on the show. Like I don't think she's ever adapted to it well. Like she talks about her anxiety and she's just kind of like wow one note. But I've always maintained that the friends that she has, she might actually be fun to hang out with. But we just don't know that. I but feel like that too, reason. to an extent. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into the bad bunny of it all because that doesn't make sense. Yeah, her. I just think also too on the flip side, she might be a stoner, and that's might be why she comes across yeah, as like boring drugs. Like yeah. I don't know. I do. Yeah. I I jokingly shared with one of our day ones <laughs> that I was like, she is the one with her nipples pierced. Yeah, so she's like wild, and we just don't see that side. Um, and this particular listener who has had their nipples pierced themselves confirmed well and then on the flip side though i think what might be everyone's like what they might be saying or thinking but not saying some are saying it we we're not convinced she's interested in men so that's another yeah, reason we're exactly. kind of like sure oh you and bad buddies I have and making so out people okay. there are theory the this is not a theory we developed on our own it was like something i saw on twitter about uh, from Architectural Digest when like Dakota Johnson was in it that like a green kitchen gives bisexual energy. <laughs> I was like, that's random. But then we put po- I posted about it in Say Bible mm-hmm. because Kendall had a green kitchen when she did Architectural Digest. And for whatever reason, Natalie and I've said this for a long time, we have a lot of ladies on the the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Of queerness in our listenerhood and a lot of stoners. Two things that Natalie and I aren't, but put more power to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, occasional poof there, occasional gummy here or there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, cursed with being straight. Um, yeah, very so, straight, like too straight. They, and the the Kardashians are extremely hetero and boring, except for the <laughs> Kendall. So that. There's something there, you know. Yeah. Every, these rumors about Kindle have always been swirling, but I leave it to the crowdsourcing of Say Baba listeners to confirm to us that from their fellow queers on whatever spectrum, bi, lesbian, all over the place, green kitchens checked out. Yeah. And she had a green kitchen in Architectural Digest. You know, and going back to her personality, another reason why we 
I kind of think she's not as interesting as maybe we fantasize about. She had a rough go at it childhood wise. She really didn't have like Kylie was the one with all the friends and having the fun. And since she didn't go to college, it's not like she like went away and developed her own identity. It's hard for me to believe that you're a good time now, specifically on the show. Whenever we see her, it's complaining. It's like it's she doesn't seem like a good time. And also, I forgot my last point, but go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like her and Chloe both suffer from the like lost child syndrome yeah they're not the youngest they're not the oldest i don't even say middle child because that their family has so many fucking kids yeah they're just kind of like the in they're in the sandwich especially because the jenner there's a lot of jenner kids there's a lot of strong personalities abound kylie's a leo kim's a libra i believe handles a scorpio she is just like chris and yeah yeah so I I just always get the sense that Kendall kind of got lost in it all. Yeah. But like I said, I think that lends to the fact that she might be like guarded. So when she is crazy, she's like. Well, she's and crazy. to your point, I think because. She keeps her friends. Maybe because she had a difficult time in grade school or high school, whichever one they went to. Um she might get crazy just to prove a point. Like I'm cool. Cause I was going to say when I lost my train of thought is I don't think she'd be, there's something about famous people who get famous and then all of a sudden have famous friends. You get what I'm saying? Like we bring up Chloe cause Chloe talks about how high school, she didn't have any friends and she like pulled herself out of high school cause it was so hard. And now because she's famous, she mingles with famous people i still don't think she has any friends except from the malikas but i feel like that with kendall i feel like if you weren't famous i don't think you would have friends like this like kylie i can see she has the personality of someone that would have a lot of friends and kylie needs a crew like exactly she definitely needs a crew yeah Uh, kendall doesn't need a crew but I also think she would not have the friends or the caliber for if she was not i hate to say that but also, again, this is not necessarily defending Kendall. I'm just we're trying to we're just dig talking it out. Understanding of yeah. what is Kendall because <laughs> it's hard to know what's going on behind closed doors. She probably has the most consistent friendships out of all the family, except for maybe like I would say Courtney, but we just don't ever really hear about Courtney's like old friends from when she was a normal person. Now she's like obsessed with. Travis, so you don't even hear about it anyways. And Kim loves to bring up her old friends, but that girl goes through friends like it's nobody's business. Kylie constantly is rotating whoever's in her circle. So I feel like it seems like Kendall keeps it consistent. I mean, she even stayed friends with Justine Sky after like the Travis Scott of it all. She has a few ones, but even, again, I still don't think I'm like, I don't know if they really like yeah, her, her or if it's like, it's like, you're cool and thank God you're famous. So we'll hang out with you. But the one person I always gave her credit for is Tyler, the creator. I'm like, he doesn't seem like someone would hang out with someone who's not fun. And that's the, and that's the way you say it. Cause that's the one I get like, oh, he wouldn't be fucking with you unless you were yeah. famous. 
Because this doesn't make sense. That remember the whole remember yeah, like, like what back world in, would they be friends? <laughs> remember the right? Remember back in the world, back in the world, back in the day, Odd Future and mm-hmm. like Kendall used to big kick it with Odd Future and Taco and oh, you know Tyler and all that stuff. But I still didn't buy it. I was just kind of like, this feels like oh, we're famous now. Kendall, you're famous. We're supposed to be hanging out because yeah. nowadays they don't kick it. Like you don't see much. But of that anymore. Begs, but I don't know. It begs the question because then you have someone like Bad Bunny. Yeah, back to the bunny. Bad Bunny. So, so fervently, like, loved. And he's also very, like, vocal about, like, his opinions about politics and, like, how Latin ex folks are treated, and, like, really right. supportive of uh, the LGBTQ community, all this stuff. And then you're like, Kendall? Like, you think Bad Bunny was taking shots of 818 on the night in question that they made out, and then she, like, lost his fucking mind. <laughs> so, yeah, here's my theory. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out my theory first. The Alrighty. I heard about this, and I'm, I'm not the person who usually jumps to, like, it's a PR relationship. Mm-hmm. Even when Kim was with Pete, I felt like... I hope that they're at least boning and then seeing what they can get out of it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, I feel like that's the Chris Jenner way. It's like, take advantage of a situation. Get the bet. Have your cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. This one feels like straight up calculated. Like, someone called someone's agent and was like, so this is my theory. So Bad Bunny is, like, insanely famous in the Latin community. Like, Dan had students that were, like, selling like all their belongings and flying to Mexico to see Bad Bunny. <laughs> like people are obsessed with him. But then when he was on the Grammys and the Grammys are a horrible organization and they're racist and they like put the subtitles that were like not English. And you're like, uh and I I had like a friend who's texted he's like he he's never aware of pop culture in general but he's like I always hear about Bad Bunny what's his deal like is he actually like a big deal and I was like look the youths love this man I don't know a lot but I know that they love him uh so I had this thought that because the Grammys was just a couple weeks ago and they were bummed with like his people were like bummed that he wasn't like registering more with the like white bland American crowd or something. So they hit up the, the phone lines and are like, what can we do? And he also had like a really long-term girlfriend for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like maybe they'd broken up and they're like, well, what's your next move? Here's an opportunity for you to do a situationship thing. Why Kendall's name gets thrown out, I'll get to, but I have a feeling that they were like, we need to do something to like pull you into the white people stream. I want to say mainstream. You can say mainstream. I would say uh, mainstream. I think we all understand. (laughs) I understand what you mean by mainstream. Not the most important, not the like the white supremacy of it all, but like the American Western European mainstream. I get it. it, It's so depressing. And like, I don't think Kendall is necessarily. I don't, I don't know. I, it's the same with these basketball players that she keeps saying. It's like, I don't see the chemistry. What's yeah. going on? Like, I, I don't know. So I feel like Chris has some great contacts and knows how to, like, really sell this shit mm-hmm. in her children. Because I feel like his agent put out, like, a call, like, 
Bad Bunny and his girlfriend are going to break up. We're pissed about the Grammys. Like, how can we, like, what's his next move? And Chris just was like, hmm. Now, mind you, Bad Bunny and ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, whoever this is, she doesn't look that much different than Kendall. So that's not, I don't think the aesthetically is the issue. Well, and I, I even thought this too, like, I mean, Bad Bunny is Puerto Rican, but he has like a similar look to like Devin Booker and Ben Simmons, like tall, dark hair, like a little bit more interesting than your average white dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's her type when she's on that side of the spectrum. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because he has always been like super outspoken about stuff and she can't form an opinion on anything. <laughs> and he's talked about like the biggest thing that's made me like go hmm, and be like, man, get some better people. And I think he got some backlash when he like threw a fan's phone, which is fair. There twice. Was- he did it twice, though. But he's got to have some crazy fans. So I'm like, mm-hmm. throw the phone, whatever. Do what you got to do. Uh He's always talked about, like, colonization and, like, protecting, like, his heritage. And, like, he he's really adamant about speaking Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and like Sorry, that's funny. English. I know. Like, you know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> Preserving the cultura. Here's Kendall, the whitest white girl that ever was. And I'm saying this as a fellow whitest white girl. <laughs> I was in Mexico and films these horrible ads for 818 where she's like tan and wearing braids and stuff. 818 is like stolen from another brand that's based out of Austin. Grows her agave at the same agave farm. I'm like, this is a who who bartered this deal? Like, was there no one else that was like on I the I think table? that's our question. Was there no one else to kind of like flip this PR situation like, with? Chris used her power flex somehow because that woman is connected. I, I haven't done the major tinfoil hat research on like who are bad, bad bunnies people, like who's he connected with and who does, how does that, I'm like somewhere, some, someone Chris got a hold of and was like, do I have an idea for you? <laughs> right. Cause I doubt they're meeting so that bad bunny could be the spokesperson for 818. <laughs> yeah. It's not Corona. Um, a down step for him. Like he's going to piss as it is. It's like, he's getting like chewed up on social media, just at the mere thought that they were hanging out. The other thing I know, right. The other thing, cause you bring up Chris and that whole machine over there, it could literally be the type of thing where, you know, cause Demois reported on it first. Surprise, surprise. And uh, it could be kind of thing is like, we're not going to deny it and we're not going to confirm it. And we'll just do things that make it look like you may or may not. Because the whole restaurant thing where it's like, they were on a double date. It's very interesting with those things. And this is why with the Britney Spears thing, if you guys remember a while ago, they had this article that came out about Britney Spears. And it was like how she was going crazy at a restaurant and like yada, yada, yada. Yet nobody in that restaurant, not a patron, not an employee, came forward and was like, oh yeah, I was there and this is what happened. I think that the Britney Spears thing, I think was total green screen. We can get into that. That's a whole nother thing. But with the Bad Bunny and Kendall supposedly being on the blind date with Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber, you're telling me nobody in that restaurant saw them? Please. It's an absolutely like planted story. Or maybe it isn't, but it's just it just it doesn't add up. 
It feels like a downgrade. It's not math and I, it, it feels I and I bad bunny to look somewhere else. <laughs> and maybe not downgrade, but it seems like an unnecessary direction. <laughs> maybe, like Kindle is great for other people. I think for bad bunny to your point, right? Everything he's been aligned with, what he stands for, his kind of mission as an artist, it does not make sense to go in that direction. Pick somebody else. Well, and I think this family has time and time again showed that another strategy that they don't seem to mind is like throw some spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks. Even if, or especially if it's negativity, it's like, they're probably like people get so pissed if they hear he's with Kendall, mm-hmm. but they'll be talking about him and then they'll Google him and like da-da-da. some stupid like conference room. I could just see them being like, even if they conference hate room. him for it, they're gonna his searches are gonna go up. Blah blah blah. It's like th- no press is bad press. You yeah, know? it's like okay, sure. But I'm sure like Chris is like hate. Kenny. Kenny, I'm not saying you actually have to date this guy. We have season three coming up. Did you see the ratings? Have you read the reviews? We just need you to do this for a minute and we'll tease it. And on the show, we can confirm nothing's going on. Come on, Kenny. Be a team player. Right after Clockwork, Kim was like, oh, we're filming, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think his people were probably putting some feelers out. Like, maybe, you know, we need to work on getting him out and about in the press. But it's just, it's almost insulting to our senses now. And uh, MJ uh, over at Kardashian Colloquium always says this much more eloquently. I was like, MJ talked about it? Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) MJ Corey. MJ Corey. But, like, they go to such old school tactics. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't notice. Or, like... I don't even know if they think that far. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, like, let's, like, stage a press headline and then walking out of a restaurant. And it's just kind of like everyone is like, okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I don't know if they don't care, they don't get it, or they're, like, whatever gets the chatter going, that's all we want. Well, I think also to your point, I think they think we're still in this – well, we kind of still are in the day and age, but for them specifically, I think they think there's certain relationships, the fans, whoever, are going to champion, and that hasn't happened. We're not rooting for anybody. Every time, yeah, we're like, the world is on fire. We're all <laughs> losing our minds. Like, just entertain us. We don't want these weird, like, situationship PR, like, just, I, I would love for some, Chris, leak some pictures of Kendall making out with someone at a club. I don't want these stupid, oh, Bad Bunny and Kendall were leaving a restaurant. It's like, no, I need I need to be entertained. I don't want to put I don't want to have TikTok videos like dissecting w- their timeline. No one cares <laughs> about that. Like even her and Devin Booker, it was like, okay, whatever. Kendall or uh Kylie and Travis, they keep putting out these stories about their breakup and stuff. It's like no one even thought they were together. No one even cared when they were together. Like, oh. well, you know what? Also, too, she got pregnant right after she left Tyga, but yeah. that was like all the weird, like, predatory stuff because she was a teenager and it was gross. So it was like that was it. The world is different now. Yeah, it <laughs> truly is. And I think because so there's a good number of men that have been associated with them 
and I'm not blaming the Kardashian curse, but we have to call a spade a spade, right? They have left broken. <laughs> I think Benito's fans are like, do not go over there. You won't return the same. Leave him alone. So I think that's a lot of it too. It's it's like less about Kindle, more about your whole entire family. They kind of don't want him to get involved with. Um, much like I think the black community was, it groans and rolls their eyes when this family like dates someone. I think that they're severely underestimating the fervorship of Bad Bunny's fan base because they don't get it because they're disillusioned. They're white and extremely wealthy. They're probably just like, oh, this fun little Latin guy that was on the Grammys. The uh, fun Latin that. guy. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you have no idea how intense and like strong his fan base is. Like, they, they're not going to ride for Kendall. Not at all. They don't want to log on to Instagram stories and seeing her cook up some empanadas for Bad Bunny. (laughs) Like we sat through with Kim and Soul Food Sundays. God, oh my God! All those videos where she's like forcing random black people to eat her. (laughs) Kevin Hart, how good is this fried chicken? Look in the camera when you say how good it is. Chris Rock, have you had (laughs) chicken? Two chains. Tell the people I'll get the mac and cheeses. <laughs> oh, what a time. Those were actually the best of times, and we didn't even know at it. Least it was entertaining. It was embarrassing and entertaining at the same time. It was something fun to make fun of. Give us something fun to make fun of. Yeah, not this, like, nothing burger of a story, and then everyone's up in their arms about it and has to, like, theorize it on TikTok, and it's like... Oh, yeah, TikTok's already like, PR! Um, speaking of things that do not make sense, Corey is having a silk line <laughs> with Dolce, Dolce, and Cabana. Is it Dolce? Dolce. Sure, Dolce. Oh, I can never get it right. Dolce and Cabana. Um, a silk line. More white. <laughs> now, I don't know if that means pajamas, outfits that look like pajamas, um, it's a very uncle. It looks very uncle, like something your uncle would throw on to come to your graduation. <laughs> I always think of, oh my gosh, what's his name? Now I can't think of it. Um, something Adams, the guy who always does the uncles and he has like the laugh, like, ha Oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? Oh, and he had this like character. He got famous because he had this character where he'd be playing basketball. The uh, he's really big, like a bigger yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his name yeah. is. Gosh, what is his? I, I don't think I ever that. knew his name. Yeah, but he's so he always has these uncle videos. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's like the Corey Gamble, like the Corey outfit. Gamble uncle collection. <laughs> yeah, like a silk line. First of all, Corey getting a collection from Dolce and Cabana is a big what the fuck moment because I just don't think Corey is that much of a public figure. Like, I think Corey just dates Chris. I don't think he's capitalized it in a way of like. Yeah. Being a like he's everywhere. Don't get me wrong. Corey is everywhere. I mean, he was at the Super Bowl. He Corey was at the connected. connections. He had a picture with Travis Kelsey. Like he knows everybody. Don't get he's me wrong on that. Extremely tip. connected. Extremely connected. But when you do like a celebrity partnership, the Thank idea you. it's like a well-known person. Exactly. But also, Dolce and Gabbana are assholes. So they're like <laughs> they're doing whatever they can to re rebrand. So 
which is interesting direction to rebrand because um I don't even think people are buying Kim's collection. I really don't think anyone's buying Corey's. I do wonder, I've said this before when we talked about Courtney's wedding. I feel like Dolce and Gabbana has like still has like a hold on like real housewives type people. Mm-hmm. And like really wealthy older people that are just generally out of touch with reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe he re- will resonate with them. And I, they might not even resonate with who he is specifically, but they might have like a friend be like, oh, my friend Corey has a new line at Dolce and Gabbana. And, like, I don't know. I don't, I I don't even think that world. Even the housewife at all, your most tacky, wealthy woman, yeah. or I don't think they're yeah, buying the Kim collection. Yeah. Because it's like, if I were, you know, of had money, even if I had bad taste, if I bought Kim collection, I would be, for some reason in my head, I'd be like, well, this is like a fake Dolce and Gabbana line. Like it's more com- promotion yeah. da, 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 versus like an authentic piece that I can say, oh, this is vintage, or you know what I'm saying. But, but Corey, can never underestimate the ability of wealthy people to be tacky. So I don't money can't buy your class. I don't think Corey will motivate them to go out <laughs> and watch it per se, but they're gonna buy it anyways because it's there. And Corey has such strong connections with people that he somehow bartered this deal. So he's going to make money off of it. Like no one's like wakes up and goes, I'm going to go buy the Corey Gamble collection. But I feel like because he knows so many people, he was able to like get this deal. Or just Chris. And there's something with Dolce & Cabana and the Kardashians going on right now. Like I feel like Chris was like, like threw him in like, oh, oh, you know, it'd be super fun. We should do a line with Corey. You know what I mean? Something like that. And then they're like, and Corey's so connected to your point. We can send PR packages to LeBron, Jay-Z, Travis Kelsey. So I do, I agree with you on that tip. Maybe his connections are like, oh, we can send the pieces exactly. out to other men. Like, and working in like software, like you will hire salespeople mm-hmm. based on their book, like their connections mm-hmm. that they're allowed to share. Because a lot of salespeople like, maybe have connections that they can't go, you know, take somewhere else because of non-disclosure agreements or non-competes, blah, blah, blah. So like if a salesperson has like a really strong book of contacts that they're allowed to share, those salespeople get like headhunted and paid way more money. Even if they suck at it, they can just like be like, oh, I know, uh, the VP at HP or whatever. I don't know. I just made HP is probably not. PR is the same way. Like those, most yeah, people would yeah. hire PR if you already yeah. have media connections and da 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 da. So I bet they were just like, look, Corey literally knows like everybody and goes <laughs> everywhere and parties everywhere. He has blackmail secrets on everybody, I guarantee. Um, I fully so. expect Ellen and Portia <laughs> to be in the silk line yeah. <laughs> when this release. <laughs> they fucking love Corey. Support him, him, bitch. Fucking support Chris, Corey, Ellen. Chris uh, <laughs> officiated their, like, vow renewal. Yes, I did see that. And then some person was, like, singing in the background. It was so chaotic. It was very rich people are bored yeah, rich, with their money type situation. people are over in this other category. Also... Corey, I am rooting for you. Please unblock me. 
blocked the Say Bible account. I feel I like there know. was a misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you know how the sausage is made. I know that you got some bodies in the closet. <laughs> we love it for you, though. But you're the one winning at this game. You Listen. remain unbothered. You're thriving. You're a kept man. You know everybody and their mom. Jay-Z will hang out with you. Beyonce doesn't let Jay-Z hang out with just anybody. You can have a bottle of wine courtside at the Lakers. Who else gets a fucking glass of wine on glass? A real glass of wine. Pajamas. I believe he did an outfit change during that game as well. Oh, yeah, totally. He totally changed outfits. He was on the field at the Super Bowl. He wasn't just at the game. He's on the field giving Travis Kelsey a hug after the game. And he was wearing a Submariner, like the the really, really nice Rolex. Mm-hmm. And like the Submariner in gold is like even harder to get than the silver one. It's like Corey. the blue piece, like te- uh, Rolex. Corey, we die for you. Flexes. You're the only one that told Kendall's ass off. Yeah. On and camera. <laughs> pissed off Kanye because he felt like he was being replaced by the calm version of him. And they're like, why doesn't he want to tell us about his family? Maybe he doesn't like you. That's why he doesn't doesn't have a family. You all seem to just attract men that don't have families. (laughs) Maybe I want, I like to keep a few cards close to my vest. (laughs) I'm blowing Chris's back out. Uh, The only only slide I'll ever give Corey is that I definitely feel like he's been the handler in a few situations, like when Mm -hmm. we went with Kanye to the gross man's tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like rallying for Tristan, but men are men. Men will be men. I'm not yeah, going to hell for for Corey. I'm just saying he's the one winning at this game in this family. He's yeah, the yes. person in this family who is just thriving. Because I mean, Scott and Rob should be pissed that they didn't get a Dolce and Cabana silk no. line. <laughs> Where the fuck was Scott's silk line when he was actually dressing nice? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, I and um obviously they had a not obviously, but they had a silk line <laughs> dinner and I saw cameras, so it will be filmed for the show. So we'll get more insight onto how the fuck this happened. What I want to see is all the skims, good American, Kylie, whatever, all their press kids go to the same five people, like the foster sisters, Chris Appleton, Chrissy Teigen, whatever. I want Corey silk collection popping up into some unexpected places because we know like GQ or something you mean or like a celebrity we would never guess that oh place. you mean like the PR like, of it all like, yeah like somebody PR like every time one of someone in this family posts their PR stuff it's the same it's people yeah, yeah, yeah. People. it's usually it's always Simon. Oh yeah, Simon too. Who, it's always Simon. Who does that? Simon is a PR person who works for them. Like, yeah. Oh, you got what? You got one of the Skims vanity bags. I put my name on the mailing list myself. Oh my god! Uh, I want to see some random ass celebrities popping up with the Corey Gamble suit collection to show this man's worth. Yeah, I want to see People like love fucking... to call him, like a gold digger or like whatever like. Chris's boyfriend is like, no, this man was connected before Chris met him. I want to see like Andrew Garfield hit the red yeah. carpet in the Corey Campbell as silk. Line. Will Wayne. <laughs> no, that's still too predictable. I, as Lil, I like no, your idea. No, as Lil Wayne once said. Oh, okay, okay. Phil G's moving silence like lasagna. Like lasagna, baby. That is Corey Gamble. I want to know. 
I want to see some some surprises. I do too. I want to see someone, maybe There's possibly at the Oscars. Respect on his name that he is just with Chris to get famous or get to parties, and it's like no, 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 no. He's been at Never the party, around. baby. <laughs> He's been at the party, baby. Relationship is advantageous. I just think it's a fun little thing. They're both boning. They both know a bunch of people. They're both powerful in different ways. That's why it works. That's why even when his cheating rumors came up, no one even cared. Chris probably told him to go have sex with other people. Yeah, we're like, we get it. It's probably some type of... Chris is like, I'm going to bed. Do what you want to do. They're living their best life. And every... Meanwhile, Kim is in her house somewhere, ripping down some curtains, screaming, crying, throwing up, like... Because she's not in the news that day or something. You know, it's like... And Corey's out here just sipping his red wine at LeBron's side. Right. With Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Beyonce, Beyonce doesn't even let Jay-Z go within 25 feet of Kim anymore. Like, and here's Corey just swishing his Cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon. 2003. The staple reserve. Mm. Probably brought it himself in the arena. That's how fucking legit he is. <laughs> um, yeah, so Austin Butler, if you're listening, please wear silk <laughs> line to the Oscars. Call up Dolce Gabbana. You Look, can, we know they're problematic. Release Corey Gamble. <laughs> Maybe Corey Gamble's the secret for them to like get out of their problematic era. Maybe that's and he, they should have been promoting I'm him Corey all Gamble. along. I'm wearing Corey Gamble. I'm wearing I'm Corey. Like, is that the like average sh- idiot will be like, I don't even know who that is, and then everyone who knows who he is is like, all right, they come get it. Is that he by Corey Gamble? <laughs> yes, this is he by Corey Gamble. <laughs> A fashion show without fashion. A fashion show without fashion. That's dreadful. That's another thing. Also, you know what else I want to say with this line before we go any further? Bitch, if there's no plus sizes, because let's not play games and act like Corey is a sample size. If there are no plus sizes in the collection, jail. (laughs) Fucking jail. And I want to see plus size men on that runway when there's a, like, silk line show. That's the thing with Dolce & Gabbana. It's like, they're racist. They're somehow homophobic. They're sizes, classes, every possible horrible thing. I'm like, those silk pajamas need to fit people with some curves. Yeah. If Corey's, that, if Corey's thick ass is in the silk line, every I, big boys should be able to wear it. Yeah. It's cuffing season. All the boys. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. <laughs> Please, can you imagine them coming down the runway in the silk Corey Gamble silk line to that song? Epic. The fact too that I was like, I posted a picture of my or like a video of my dog who's he's a little chunky. I was trying to find that song. I thought it was a real song from her new album, and it's, it's not on Instagram. Instagram such haters. Put that shit on the Instagram stories. Yeah. It's literally from the Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, the SZA and Kiki Palmer episode. <laughs> she released an entire album, which is good, by the way. But, like, all we want is Big Boy. Everyone's just asking about this song that's not a it's real song. season. I need a big boy. See, if the Kardashians had humor about themselves, they could easily use that for, like, the Corey Gamble silk line. And not, it's not necessarily for Corey. I mean, like, if he gets bigger dudes to model this line, oh, my God. But Meanwhile, he's well, it was a mildly funny episode when Kim was on. Then we had to watch four episodes on the Hulu show <laughs> about it. Of and talk about how insanely psychopathic she was, like, 
managing every little detail down to a T. It's like, okay, that's not funny anymore. Well, it was funny if you were natural and it was funny and you're poking fun at yourself. But now we learn that it was all a ruse and I don't care. Well, watching Amy Schumer act like Kim was fucking Joan Rivers or somebody like and Amy has hosted what two or three times and she was like Amy is a professional comedian such a inspiration Kim I could never off the ground stop it (laughs) you host this like three times what are you talking about you could never (laughs) so stupid all right as I drink coffee out of my mug inspired by Courtney it's actually not inspired by it's definitely the same mug that Courtney drinks matcha out of from Williams Sonoma. And by the way, these, if you ever get these glass cups, these mugs that Courtney drinks out of, like my fucking easily influenced ass, they break so easily. Oh, yeah. I only have like two left out of four. I bought some for Fridge Babe because he had these, like they would look like wine glasses, but they had the same like double insulated espresso mm-hmm. machine. And they kept falling. I like could I'm like in the morning when I'm like barely functional, I can't hold this fucking thing. Yeah. So I drop them all the time. So I got the handle ones. And those yeah. are cool. I'm like, my I'm gonna stick with the ceramic random mug. It's hard trying to be an aesthetic girly when the shit breaks. And they're expensive to replace. So I was like, fuck, I only have two. And actually I only have one at my house because I keep one at my parents' house. Yeah. So I have two. One in so this I'm house. I'm like very like uh nostalgic mm-hmm. is a strong cancer trait uh and i had a roommate once my my dear friend she's a listener um she was like you have too many mugs because <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like yeah. you get this emotional attachment to your mug or you get a souvenir somewhere or it was like represents a time in your life you can't just get rid of those mugs I but like it. a plain cute aesthetic mug Whatever. But if you break my fucking barely awake mug with a bear on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like that was Dan, has one, Dan has like a Misfits one that has like a skull on it. Mm-hmm. And I broke it. And I was so freaked out. I had found it on the internet and ordered him another one. <laughs> so I was like, ah! Like, yeah. A mug that has an emotional value on it, you just can't replace. Right. My parents are like that. They have a gang of mugs and shit. So I'm like... <laughs> Think you can get rid of the mug I made you when I was five. Um, (laughs) The ornaments, I still have. My mom, like, made us all boxes when we got older. Mm -hmm. That's cute. So this year, I was, like, looking at some of these. I was, like, this is garbage. Yeah. There was, like, one year we painted, we, like, cut up egg cartons and, like, painted them. And you put, like, bells in them so they look like little reindeers and stuff. Yeah. It was just, it was, I was, like, this is garbage. (laughs) Garbage turned into art. I should throw this away, but also I'm going to put it on the tree. <laughs> yeah, you've got to. Um, the other one, Kim went to Vegas, and I've never seen a Vegas trip so boring. Like, I've never seen rich people go to Vegas and not want to go. Like, there's something. I'm hoping she's saving the good stuff for the show, but part of me doesn't believe she is. Well, after that, like, Nothing Burger, when they were going to go to Usher. Uh, Usher, yeah. And Lala ended up there because she took a different flight and then to fly around in circles. It's like, ugh, why? And like, and I also don't get why did they come right back? Yeah, and 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 the group that was with them, Kendall and Hey Haley, do spend time with your husband because she's always pajamas like, <laughs> on the plane. I'm like, if you're not gonna stay in Vegas and like party after Adele, 
Right. Can you party on the plane? Like, don't claim Vegas. Where's the party? And then the next morning, Kim was like, working Adele in Seattle, if that's what you're doing. Okay? You don't need to go to Vegas to see Adele and then make it a Vegas trip. If you're not, definitely not. You're not getting weird on the plane. You're not getting weird at the concert. Oh, you know what? She After the concert... She had jello shots on the plane. That was the extent that we saw. But also, too, it's like the next day she's like working out. We don't want you working out the morning after Vegas. Tell us you're too tired. Tell us you're hungover. Tell us you're just like. Take a picture of like (laughs) one of your friends that you pretend to have bring you an egg sandwich. And you're laying in bed, and, and like that's what we want to see. Didn't get home till five a.m. Like something that She's said you had a good time. At this point, she always has been. It's been her Achilles heel. But she's gone through so many cycles of like trying to find a personality that at this point she's like incapable of being like authentic. It's just yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. You just know that she sits there every time, and we saw it on the show, just sitting there like obsessing over like what to post the edits on a picture like it's just everything is just so like i'm like if you're gonna be that calculated do something insane like punch your sister again or something like (laughs) and then adele i mean i more power to people that see adele i could never she seems like she would put me the fuck to sleep i just don't feel like she's an artist that i want to necessarily i need to see in vegas to kathleen's point you want to go to Seattle, up the street, yes, but I cannot go to Vegas to see Adele. It's just not to be fair. I, I my ministry. Agree. I agree with that. Uh because um I saw Beyonce in Vegas. Yeah. Right. I saw Adele in Oakland. Amazing mm-hmm. show. I will give her this credit because I was a little nervous about that too, because I'm like, I love listening to these ballads when I'm sad, but I don't know about sitting in a concert and listening to them. She is hilarious and very, like, candid in her show. She takes a lot of breaks and, like, chit-chat and is, like, and her people have, like, told her to talk less and she's, like, or not swear and stuff. And then she does it even more. So I'll give her that. She was very engaging as, like, a performer. But it is a different type of show. You're yeah. sitting down. You're not dancing. <laughs> you kind of have to be in the right mindset. So I wouldn't necessarily do a Vegas show for that. Yeah. She's and no Celine. And then late Vegas. And you know, Kim trying to look like fun and I'm not depressed or anything that I'm <laughs> on. My life has fallen into shambles. It's like, don't claim it's a Vegas trip when you're sitting in pajamas on the private jet. You see Adele and you come back and it's then work out the next day. Very sleepy That's trip. Like Tuesday. Like, don't make it seem like you were doing something more exciting than that. Well, yeah, taking pictures of the jello shots to me made it seem like, oh, they're about to go turn up over there. They're going to go have a good time. And then it, it wasn't like that. It, it We didn't it's see much. Again, I, I absolutely enjoyed my Adele concert experience that I had. And I would do it again. But, like, I'm not going to post a million things on <laughs> Instagram that I'm going to Vegas and getting weird. Fooled I'm, us. That's not what I'm doing. Fooled us. By the way... Natalie and I are both going to the Renaissance tour. By the grace of God. Some miracles <laughs> and some very special people in our lives. By truly the grace yeah. of God. Because I was not fucking with it. Natalie is doing the Vegas one. Oh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Vicky loves the slots. That's really all it is. My mom <laughs> has nothing to do with Beyonce. She's just trying to get to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I love this journey for you. Yes. I told um, my mom, can you learn at least one or two Beyonce songs? Don't me in there 
both unemployed for different reasons. Exactly. <laughs> had accepted that it wasn't meant to be for us to go to the Renaissance tour. And Natalie's wonderful Saint Mother bought her tickets. And my dearest friend Kurt got me tickets after taking pity on me because he kept asking me. He's like, are you going to go? And I was like, I can't afford it. He's like, I'll buy tickets. And I was like, well, like, you like Beyonce, but, like, you don't like Yeah, you don't want to be. Yeah, you don't want to be in that position. Yeah. And we had this whole thing back in the formation tour where I was like, does anyone want to go with me to our, like, group of friends? And they're all wishy-washy. And Kurt won this contest. He wins the most random, like, radio contest, lottery tickets, you name it. Wins this Uber contest where Uber gave him four tickets and drove him to the Levi Stadium. Nice. The day of. Wow. I bought these tickets like six months earlier. <laughs> and so he took like our other friends in the office like group. And my one friend, Katie, that I did What Would You Just Wear With, had, I just didn't remember her saying when I bought the tickets. She's like, I just don't know if I get Beyonce. And I was like, Oh, I remember. Oh, yes. You did tell me this. Yes. yes I yes. will kill you. And then they get there, and Katie's friend was working VIP, her friend from high school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll get you guys in VIP. Come on up. And I was like, you got to be fucking joking. <laughs> Check me. They're like, you can come down. You can come down. I was like, I'm with my best friend from, like, childhood. Yeah, you don't want to ditch her. Right now, I bought a ticket for her to try to lift her spirits. We've seen Beyonce, like, four times together. I was like, can you, can you confirm two people? And he, they're like, no, we can only get one more person in. I was like, well, then I'm sitting in the nosebleeds. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would rot in hell if I leave my friend up here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we can see them. Like, little ants. <laughs> with a, a be- Katie touched Beyonce's hand. Katie literally <laughs> touched Beyonce's hand. And our other friend was out of town this week, too. And both of us were, like, in the group chat there, which started talking about it the next day. And we're like, you can never speak of this again. Right. Get None of you that. deserve to be here. <laughs> you don't deserve. <laughs> like, you can never speak of this in the group chat ever again. Don't bring it up in person. So that's the business. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, and it wasn't Kurt's fault. He was just got lucky. So, yeah, it came full circle. He loves to be a good gift giver. So uh, I was flabbergasted when he, I woke up and he's like, Anyway, so I bought you and your husband's tickets to Beyonce. Is he oh, going too? So is all three of you? He's like, no, I thought about it. And he's like, I think it would be really cool if you and your husband went so he can experience Beyonce. Oh, already- oh, that's what you said. It's a wedding gift, a late wedding gift. Yeah, late wedding thing. gift. And Dan's excited. So I was like, <laughs> I was like see, it's not just a, people are like, well, that's crazy. Your friend bought the tickets. I'm like, yes, if you knew Kurt, it wouldn't surprise you. But also that one time. Yeah, who cares where it comes from? So wait, what city are you going to see it in? I'm going to see it at Levi's again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Kurt also always gets hotel comps from his like credit card. So he's like, oh yeah, you guys can use one of my free nights. So nice, so you have to drive back or pay. That's the one thing I hate about Levi's is getting there. Yeah, I, I can't, I fucking hate Levi. By the way, Levi is in Santa Clara, which is like the Bay Area, if you're not familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going... Me and Kathleen, basically, we just rely on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> People are too nice to us, but, you know. Too nice, because I was not going to go. I was already pissed at, you know, what Ticketmaster has been up to lately. Yeah. So I just like, fuck that. 
And then my mom. I wouldn't toot my own horn when I didn't go. I there was no way I would have enjoyed the concert if I left my friend in the nosebleeds. Yeah, that's just that you can't do that. You can't do that. That's not like a like. Oh my god! Like I'm a great person. Like it was just that would have been fucking weird. Like I would have been like that is fucked up. And my like I said, I bought. That was my pay it forward. Yeah. I bought my friend these tickets because she was having a really hard time. Yeah. So I bought her these tickets. And that's the, when you have money and you're able to bless people, give it away. Yeah. There's going to be a day when you're unemployed and you're broke and you're thinking of ways to make it ends meet. It'll come back around. And I remember I didn't even go to formation because I was in two weddings that oh, year yeah. and I called myself being responsible when I should have just threw it on a credit card and said fuck it but also to your point though I fucking hate Levi Stadium I can't fucking stand it so that was another reason why I wasn't that motivated to go but now if I had came up on some tickets <laughs> I probably would have well Kurt was like oh they're not that good I was like well I already looked at them and they're better than the ones I had before so and I'm I would have sat outside in the parking lot if you gave them to me so like yeah, but we're based, we're going to Renaissance, even though I'll go on the record and say, I don't think Renaissance is that great of an album, but she'll perform other things. We need the experience, too. Yeah. Like, Renaissance is about fun. Like, yeah. I didn't even go to the second on the run tour because it was kind of like, I was also poor at that time. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, I didn't want a bunch of sad songs or like her and Jay-Z in love. On the run one was pretty great. Mm-hmm. But. It was still a little bit too much Jay-Z for my taste. The On the Run concert was crazy because Jay-Z, you talk about phoning it in. Like, he would just come out and be like, do, 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 yeah, anyway, bye. And Meanwhile, Beyonce is like, like water. costume changes, choreography, lighting, and, and he's just walking across stage. from seeing her before, thankfully that wasn't my first Beyonce concert, mm-hmm. you could tell she was, like, holding back from, like, what she's capable of. Yeah. So that she didn't totally, like, not make sense with him. And... I, I did you go to the Sacramento one or the San Francisco one? San Francisco. Yeah, because that was right when all the divorce rumors were happening, and they mm-hmm. were kind of like fueled them so that when mm-hmm. you go to the show, you're like watching like if they mm-hmm. interact or they touch each other, and they totally played it up. They would get like really close on the stage, and then yeah, like, I was like, they put on a show, but I was like, I really just want to dance and see Beyonce and like be happy. Yeah. So, I definitely don't need to well he's not gonna be there so we don't have to even play forever young I fucking hate that song girl halo keep it we've got enough of halo (laughs) I think we might have finally moved past the halo era but you never know with her she really fucking loves that song single ladies we don't even need to please she's gonna sing it maybe just a verse and a chorus or maybe just the chorus I don't want to hear single lady. I don't need to hear it. What's another song that I brown skin girls. Oh, I can't stand that song. Maybe if she ends on that, that way you can get a head start for the crowd. But like, come on, mom, let's just leave. I don't want to and hear I see, it. I think that's what I'm looking forward with it being specifically tied to Renaissance because mm-hmm. you guys talked about the, how, you know, to, she likes a complete album and mm-hmm. like, because it's like a disco album like the songs like play into each other they like yeah like put it on. we have it on vinyl like you put yeah. it on leave it on and it's like it's like a one continuous party that i'm hoping she won't like 
insert anything yeah, else. Yeah, no. That will, like, change the vibe. The vibe is very much, she told us the vibe was. Quit our job. <laughs> quit your job and have fun and get drunk and Release party. the job. Release the trade. Um, I think maybe we can pull from B-Day. B-Day yeah. had a lot of, like, party songs. We don't need we If I Were a Boy. <laughs> if I Were a Boy. Oh, I no. <laughs> I feel the same. I feel the same way about Rihanna. Like, pe- like people knock on her ballads. I-, I love her ballads, but I don't. I didn't need her to sing about the Super Bowl, so I was very pleased that she generally avoided them. Like, I knew diamonds I was gonna happen because that was like a hit. But yeah. like, lift me up or lift you, whatever that Black Panther song was, girl. No, don't bring it anywhere I near the stage. Song in the shower. I will- <laughs> I'm not when I'm feeling sad or something, but like, yeah, that's what ballads are for. Or stay. If I'm going to see Adele in the auditorium where I can, if you're in the mood for that, yes, yes, that's right. I I believe in Beyonce's ability to provide what you promised us, which will be (laughs) a party. We get fucked up tonight. Release your job. Release the trade. What is my, I'm not a fan of Renaissance, but what song do I like? I like the one, um, because mm-hmm. I love it, baby. I love it, baby. I like that one. And maybe Virgo's Groove, but, but I just, I didn't love it. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, this is cute. Um, but Beyonce as a whole, and I'm speaking to people who have never seen her, it really doesn't matter if you don't favor an album over another. Like she's gonna give she's gonna give you a Destiny Shout medley. It's gonna happen. Well, and you are going to be entertained. Period. Like, even the worst song, even like I talk shit about Halo, but I'll still sit there through it. I'm like, whatever, girl, it's fine. <laughs> the first time, so I always tell or reminisce with this story with my friend Joey. Him and his brother lived in Hayward, and I had this like harrowing horrible experience trying to get there because <laughs> I this is like pre-Google Maps. So I have MapQuest printed out. I finally make it to their apartment in Hayward and he was playing the last Destiny's Child like farewell concert tour. Yes, absolutely. And I was just like and I I already love Destiny's Child and Beyonce at this point, but like going to concerts was like not a thing I did that much growing up because we just couldn't afford it. And so and I I, this was when I was like first in college and I was like just staring at the screen I was like I literally was like spoke it into the universe I was like I have to see that woman live Destiny <laughs> fulfilled I went to that concert in Oakland four seats back when you could do that and not have to sell a newborn <laughs> and it was a Marie and Mario opened up because at the time Matthew Knowles was managing oh. both of them so Amory went first, aka Courtney Kardashian, and <laughs> Mario went second, and then Destiny's Child, and it was just, oh, it was everything. It was everything. Yeah, just I literally was like sitting, like just transfixed. I was like, they let Michelle sing her little gospel music. <laughs> it'll change you. And the first time I saw her live and in person, I like cried. I. Not even when she was singing a sad song. It was just like, once it happened, it was like covered in goosebumps. And I was like, just like, wow. I always tell people Beyonce concert, and it's my mom's first concert, so I have to give her the rundown. It's the loudest concert you'll ever go to. 
the loudest concert you will ever fucking go to. I, I can. Well, I haven't been to see Lady Gaga. That's the only concert I could imagine is maybe louder. But I, I, I'm so amazed every time I go see Beyonce. Remember how fucking in San Francisco, loud it is. they had like sound ordinances. Yeah, ordinances for if they did concerts at the baseball stadium, mm-hmm. and Beyonce like broke the sound barrier. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, like estimate right for like the crowd and the mm-hmm. sound. So, like, people way down in, like, the far end of the Bay Area, or San Francisco Bay, like, Daily City. You could hear it from your house, yeah. And so they had to, like, change all the rules, and, like, now they don't really do concerts at AT AT&T anymore, because it, like, they thought they knew how to, like, anticipate the sound. (laughs) It is so, I remember that lady in front of me got mad at me before. I thought the concert was starting, so I screamed. And I was like, oh, wait, not. And she's like, I'm not going to take all this screaming. I said, well, it's going to get really loud. This is, a, <laughs> this is a Beyonce concert, so she should leave. We had to have security come over because we were about to get into it. But I, I'm, I'm not about to fight somebody's fucking mama here. And the concert started and that bitch had to shut the fuck up because it was so loud in there. And I'm like, I told you, dumbass. And that's why I love seeing her the first time in Vegas because again it's more of a commitment. And now Renaissance people are like flying to Sweden and like <laughs> I have a friend going to like France to see her. Yeah, people are like I don't fucking care. I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> but and back then it was like going to Vegas to see a show was like you were committed and yeah. then you all these residencies for the same reason. It's like people, everyone in the audience will be like a fan of this person. Yeah, so it was great that my first experience seeing her was like an intimate setting. As intimate as you can get for Beyonce. It was like, right, right, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. The MGM theater, whatever. Yeah. No one was there to see Beyonce. No one was just like, oh, my friends got tickets, so I'm going, you know? Yeah. Hoping because it was so difficult to get tickets for people for the Renaissance, it'll be committed souls. Yeah. Even like sports, I don't like to go to the bar with people who aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm. Here, I'm gonna be yelling, I'm gonna be singing off key, I'm gonna be dancing, I'm and I want, a, I want some songs, I want some songs off the damn Lion King album, too, bitch. For as much as these tickets are, you better be singing already or find your way back. Something <laughs> I don't want to hear spirit, we don't need to hear spirit, <laughs> but give us a little Lion King uh motion. So, I'm excited. Uh, when you saw her in Vegas, which one was that? That was the Miss Carter tour. Yeah. Okay. I went to that one in San Jose and yeah. it was pretty fucking awesome. I get really drunk at Beyonce concerts too. But I'm with my mom this time. So I don't imagine. Well, what no, am I I'm saying? kind of excited. I, we looked because the time I went to Levi's last time, we were on like literally directly to like the side of the stage. So we couldn't even see the screen. There's mm. like speakers. My friend doesn't drink. We were in the middle oh. of the session, so we couldn't get to the aisles. Like, it was a stretch. And this whole time, my friend texted me from VIP. It was like, I didn't feel like I was as present as I should have been. Yeah, yeah. Loved that album, like, the Lemonade album, and, like, her choreography. She, like, danced in the water and stuff. It was still really cool. But I was like, it was like, I didn't feel like I was fully enjoying it the way yeah, I, I, see, I, I know what I mean I completely wow that kind of sucked and yeah. so when Kurt sent me the tickets he's like I know it's Levi's but like uh, hopefully these are better seats I know it's Levi's they're on the other end so they're like for, they're like opposite the stage so I'm yeah. like at least we can see the screen we're close to the aisle so we can get drinks and go to the bathroom I was like this is already better yeah and I can complain about my free tickets I'm gonna be I would be in the, the parking lot so it's yeah, great. and Vicky hooked it up. I got great seats. I'm not even going to front. 
Amazing. One twenty something, like ten rows up or something, something fucking crazy. So, um, yeah, shout out to the retired community using their retirement money for Beyonce tickets. <laughs> Good on you. By the way, I mean, I used to go to concerts all the time as kids, but my parents weren't like buying good seats. Like I saw Boys to Men once, and we were like fucking at the on the ceiling watching. So this is new, a new, a new Vicky and Greg cashing yeah. out for some fucking tickets. I know my parents are a lot more fun now. When they were younger, they yeah, were like, right. Wow, my parents are no too. money, no. Yes. You want snacks from the snack bar? Absolutely not. Right. Like my parents drink on weekdays now. Like back in the day, they would only drink on the weekends and maybe. Uh, but now they're just like pouring it up on a Tuesday. So, <laughs> love the elderly. Um, but two more, two more topics, which are, we don't really have to talk about. Tristan was at North basketball game. I'm telling you right now, I have no faith in that family on, I don't want to say giving him the boot because he is true dad, but I'm saying like putting him in the appropriate box. I have no faith. None whatsoever. They're trying to reboot him. Even if him and Chloe aren't ever going to officially announce it back together, just the fact that they let him be like in the Kick it. Yeah. Be like, your mom died. We'll just forget you ever, like, embarrass the shit out of all of them. <laughs> well, forget you have a whole other fucking child who's the yeah. same age as Chloe's son, who you're not did claiming. That, like, did that lady's, like, write an Instagram post about Tristan's mom? Because, like, and I just, I always go back to the duration of Chloe and Tristan's relationship. Not it long. wasn't even that long. That's <laughs> like four months, and then she but got his pregnant. Family puts such weight on creating biological children mm-hmm. that, like, that's the only thing he has going for them. Yeah, like they weren't together that long. He's much younger than her, so like they, I don't even know what common interests they have. Right. Like, he cheated on her right out the gate, multiple times, like consistently. Every month of that relationship. I'm going for other than that, they are are traumatized by suffering and just they're addicted to it or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, but I'm just tired of him. Um, that man is on my screen. I said that before, and it was that squishy um, person that was in charge of our country for a little bit. If that man was on the screen again, I stopped watching, and then he was, and I kept watching because I'm a fucking idiot. And I would say I won't watch it if that trash can is back, but I will probably still watch it so that Natalie and I can come on here and talk shit and provide for the people. Hey, watch, hey, watch, hey, watch. Um, I have a really funny story. Actually, you know, before I do that, uh, Kylie showed Air, her son, ironically or maybe not so ironically after her and Tristan fuck Travis (laughs) were allegedly broken up even though we really don't think that was ever a real real relationship okay whatever right Mm, sure we you guys really together I'm not sure what that was thank you for telling us like it seemed like she was just pissed because they were like Oh, like they were done or whatever. So she's just like, all right, whatever the fuck. Here's his name. And it was like, okay, whatever. Everyone forgot about it. Like, it was like, if you guys had better understanding of like momentum and like, yes, momentum, um, intention, and when to release, when to not release things. Yeah. What's the word? Um, Harnessing the the power, like harnessing the 
a flame while it's hot. Entit uh fuck, I almost said entitling. What is capitalizing? Capitalizing. Yeah. When everyone was making a million and a half fucking jokes about Wolfie and like changing it from Wolf or whatever, they waited like a fucking year until everyone's like, oh yeah, like there's aliens and like (laughs) and like I have the attention span of an ant. Like (laughs) no one cares. Yeah, like, it was very like like your cards, right? You could have had this like dialed up better. Yeah, he was like one, and she's like, "Hey guys, here's my baby." And we're like, mm, "Okay." I feel the same thing is gonna happen with Chloe's child. Like she's gonna pop up one like a year later on Instagram. We're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, you had a kid." Okay, well, the first kid, it's the <laughs> second kid of yep. the fourth child. With there's like thousands of babies in this family. It's just like, ugh. but I will say what's hilarious. <laughs> This family can never do the research. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Apparently, air, the way that it's spelled, it, the meaning is, there's a few different things that people uh, commented on. Uh, but apparently, in certain like Arabic dialects, not all of them, but some of them, like Lebanese people were saying, it's like a slang word for the man's um, body part. Like you can say penis on this show. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Atomically, biologically correct term penis. I was in high school. Our uh, health teacher had this thing that she would do because kids would like snicker and be immature. Yeah. At the beginning of class, like she would say, like, all right, everyone like has one minute to just say penis. <laughs> Out, and vagina and like whatever out loud as loud as you want and then you're never allowed to say it again in this class and don't laugh it's a good strategy <laughs> like it was just kid, just like you'd walk by and it'd be like penis, penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like tired of it like get it out of your system so i can do my yeah. fucking job so uh, that was kind of funny because like it was everywhere like it wasn't just like one person said it and it took fire it was like people were commenting all over the place like yes and you, you know what? Words mean different things, different cultures. I get it. But it's like, could they just research? You had an extra year to name your baby. <laughs> They're going to pick apart whatever you pick. Why don't you just name them Tom or something? Like, it's interesting you said they don't know how to um, capitalize because I, in that moment, right? Because Rise and Shine, they're making all these fucking t shirts and yeah. trying to trademark Rise and Shine. But I really had this thought, it's so funny you say this, literally yesterday, and I was going to make a TikTok, but I didn't quite know how to, like, position it, where, okay, you've seen the video by now of, of Adriana Du Bois, and I'm saying that all wrong, Du Bois, Ariana Du Bois. Oh, doing the, like, rap at the BAFTAs. Yeah, so she won an Oscar for West Side Story, if you don't know who I'm talking about. She's hosted the Tony. She's a talent. Something went Hamilton, wrong. Right? Was she in the original Hamilton? Yeah, she was um, a cast member of the original Hamilton. She was the bullet, if you will. Um, she, so she's a talent, but something went terribly wrong during this BAFTA n- number she did. It was written terribly. She was, like, out of breath. And there's, like, a really funny line where she's like, Angela Bassett did the thing. Viola Davis, my woman, McKay. Like, it's a very bad number. And she and she was, like, getting, she wasn't getting dragged on Twitter. But, you know, Twitter likes to make fun of things. And she disabled her Twitter because of it. And everyone's like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, capitalize on this moment. Like, this is the time to get your shine. Like, it's so camp. That's the best way I can describe it. It's camp, bitch. Come get your camp crown. Yeah, make some merch. Like, 
Make some fucking merch that says Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. And then she's like, uh, Nobody Jamie knows what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> Jamie Lee, you're all of us. What does that mean? Like, it's just the worst song. But I feel like she she's an artist. She's a professional. She's a, you know, a fucking Tony winner. To I was like, okay, yeah, this is very like Linman. Well, bye. How dare you? He would never. And, like, the BAFTAs can t- generally be kind of a stuffy award show. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm trained in the theater. Like, theater, Kenneth, darling. Like Kenneth Branagh, like, vibe. You know, like, I take my craft very seriously. Shakespeare. Uh, so everyone in the audience is just, like, staring. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis, who's. He was dancing it up. But it was. It was the people in the crowd. It was very awkward and like terrible. Like you're there, everyone's like her jumpsuit things that weird, and she's like moving. Oh, she loves a jumpsuit, bitch. Had this like strange like Karen haircut. The hair was weird. Getting in her face, and I was surprised when I finally listened to it. To your point, she sounded bad, and she's like an amazing singer, amazing. But she was like out of breath. Bad, like oh, this bitch can't sing. It was just like it seemed something was off. Something like, was amiss. This but, is what we need, though. It was like it was everywhere. There's thousands of me. It was. I wanted to know about it. I wanted to look into it. It's like that's the drama we want, not manufactured. She yeah. could. She could have easily like poked foot at herself right away. Easily. She commented on Evan Ross Katz, who's like a pop culture like writer. He posted something about it, and she wrote under it like, "I'm dying, love this." And I was like, "Okay, maybe she's gonna come around." She just got like a little overwhelmed at first. Yeah, she thought people hated it because they weren't making fun of it. Like theater kids aren't always the best at making fun of themselves. Exactly. You know, and to the uh, to her credit, Leah Michelle keeps making all these jokes about not being able to read. Yeah, like you know, and people while to get at peace with this rumor that's followed her forever that she can't read and all the memes i find the memes hilarious like i don't care i'm sure she knows to read or maybe she doesn't i don't fucking care well, people are literally hate leah michelle so that and like nobody hates ariana like we we okay, actually if, fucking if love it took this her time to come around to it it's a great strategy that now perfect because it, it's like it makes her human it's like okay we thought you were like a really uptight person before and now you're making you know, you're in on the joke. Now we can all laugh. Angela Bassett did the thing. Like, I want to know the writing process behind this song because nothing made sense. Yeah, she should have called her friend Lynn Manuel because you know what? Lynn is ridiculous, but that man knows how to write a song. Knows how to write a fucking musical rap that yeah. will make sense and hit. And also her breathing, the song, the something about the cadence of the song made her so out of breath to have to sing it. And now, it if you look fast. up... And again, the BAFTAs are very like. Yeah. yeah. If you looked up her timing, her, I mean, her intro for the Tonys when she posted that, it's perfect. It is perfect. And it's the same concept. Like she's like doing a rap sing thing about all the musicals. This was, and at one point, some, um, what's the lady that was in everywhere at the same oh, time? Michelle Yeoh. Was that there's another Asian lady who's nominated oh, for something? Girl's name, yeah, Hong because Hill or something like that. I probably just butcher that so bad, but um, Hong something, Hong Chow. Yeah, maybe that's it. In the song, she for some reason really pronunciates Hong Chow like she does that in the song, and you're like, like girl, 
Chow. You don't gotta like Bruce Lee it up like one of those terrible ninja movies where they're really like that's what it sounds like too. I mean, I was like, like everything about this is the, terrible. On the newscasters when they'll be like the because they practice the flat, boring, like nondescript voice. Yeah. When they get to an ethnic name, they like way overdo it. You're like, no. That's exactly what she did in the song. She's I think like, they would prefer it if you said it bland. Just say it right. She was like, yeah, Angela Bassett, come out. I'm like, okay, you don't have Girl. to do that. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, this was the perfect craptastic song. Like, the audience <laughs> made it that much better. The way they're kind of like, they're trying to like see, like, are we into this? They're like disassociating. <laughs> the woman that was in Till, I'm gonna Google because I don't know anyone's name, but the what is this Danielle Deadweiler? When her her name came up, she literally like clutched her pearl. She was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> Danielle Deadweiler, you made me cry. Like that's literally what see what that's, the, that's like the, the spectrum of theater kids, though. It's like Tony's. <laughs> The theatrics, the musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the BAFTAs are like the small stage production of Hamlet. Yeah. Like, I must earn my my roses for my craft. Like, when some actor is, like, disenfranchised with Hollywood, they move to England and, like, perform. That's, like, that's the energy I always gotten from the BAFTAs. It's, like, very serious craft. Angela Bassett did the thing. She did the thing. Oh my god! What was the thing? I want to know what was the writing process. Like, were you just trying to rhyme words at some point? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Viola Davis, you're my woman king. <laughs> oh yeah, Angela Bassett was um for the Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, it makes you look up everyone she's talking about. You're like, like who? Effective. So <laughs> lean into it. Lean in. <laughs> lean in. Come back to Twitter and lean the fuck in. Meet Bitch, don't let this moment pass you by. Yeah, meet the moment, girl. But I, I I don't even want to know what horrible things people were saying on the internet. You never know. And she's a black woman. Like, they probably... I If you need your space and need a quick... Well, tip, I, th- I think... <laughs> I think the um, paranoia might have set in, right? Like, you're just paranoid that people are hating you and da-da-da-da. Even if you get one bad comment, like, to your point, you see some, like, cruel comments, you assume that's what everyone thinks. And I think she pushed the panic button and was like, I gotta get out of here. But people on tour are like, bitch, come back. Let's talk about this. Let's let's come to the red table. (laughs) Let's discuss. (laughs) Can you imagine Jada, Willow, and Gammy? Like, so what were you thinking? Okay, so you walk me through that night. (laughs) Please walk us through the night. That's what Um, we need, though. We need chaotic. We need unhinged, unplanned moments. Well, this was planned, but, like, not planned how it landed. Like, we need these organic moments. Desperately in our lives right now, Angela Bassett did the thing. Like everyone's like, this will be my personality for like a good three months. You know that SNL is like feverishly writing and like a type away. Like, okay, how, how can we do? Like, whoever's hosting this week or whatever, they come back. You have to do your intro. Keenan Thompson did the thing. That's the thing. Gosh, who is it? I don't know. Travis Kelsey's hosting in a couple oh. weeks. And I he's so fine, but I just don't, I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah. 
before we do like the couple tire mills that we have, because we don't have many, I have to tell you this funny story because I just found this ticket from my um goddaughter's show. So she's like, she just turned 10 and she and she's in theater and they did the Emperor's New Clothes, which I feel like I thought everyone knew that was a child, like a, fa- a fable, like a child story. So first of all, this fucking ticket was 28 motherfucking dollars for a child show, for a show that lasted about, this is just like a private, like an out of school production. And mind you, this show was like 30 minutes with intermission. It was 28 (laughs) fucking dollars. And then I went and before the show, they had the nerve to be like selling wine and like chips, <laughs> like it's a real theater. I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, I go, it's smallest theater either too. It's like the size of my living room of my apartment. So I go, I sit down <laughs> and it's like families and you know, whatever. And I sit next to this couple and I'm, and I'm listening to them talk and he's like, oh, you look very pretty tonight. Uh, you just tell him like, oh, there, I was like, oh, someone's uncle or grandpa bought, brought a date. Like this is cute. <laughs> I thought that was cute. So the show starts and I hear him say to her, oh, my God, I didn't know this was kids. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was all I could do to not laugh. I'm like, so you're like seriously trying to take this woman out on a date and brought her to a child's play. I get the price. The price is very adult. Like at $28, I probably would assume these were some adults. But the show is called The Emperor's New Clothes. Have you never heard of this? Have you never seen the Disney movie? What's it called? The uh, Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. Well, and they had an Emperor's New Clothes Mickey version. Like yes, yes. And I, I had like a fairy tale book. It was in there. Like <laughs> I felt like we all knew this was a child story, like Peter Pan, you know, shit like that. But that shit was so, so funny. funny. Dan she was I like, "No, it's okay. I think it's cute." <laughs> it's like, like mind you, my my goddaughter's ten, and I think that's more towards the older end of the kids that were out there. So she's like the sassy one that has like a lot of like stylish flair uh dan and i had the opposite experience over the summer our friend like her like family friend like took over the community theater and she's like i really want to see one of the shows before it's over it's charlie brown like you're a good one charlie brown or whatever Mm -hmm. i was like oh i love charlie brown like great cool (laughs) like outdoor amphitheater i thought it was kids (laughs) it was adults in these insane, like, remember when Good Morning America or the Today Show or whatever dressed yes. up as nets for Halloween and they're all wearing these insane prosthetics and it was terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> what they looked like, they were wearing the weirdest shit. They're all adults. One of the uh, kids, uh, or one of the characters, Snoopy, so playing a dog that's like unhinged lines. <laughs> Is a mom of one of Dan's students, and we're just seeing them a mouth like a gape. And there's like 20 people in the audience, and they're all like family members of the people in this show. And like, we're all just like, and they're taking it so seriously. And I'm like, I'm glad that these people are passionate and have like an absolutely. But I was like, I thought it was kids. Love some community theater. It was so long. not, and I, it felt like we were on drugs and I don't even I don't know what it's like to be on acid because I've never taken it but I was like I feel like I'm on something that's altering my mind right now because this is so un 
hinged the songs the lines and i've i've watched so much charlie brown over the years but it's like not that it's like it's like if you put glee and some cocaine in a room with charles <laughs> schultz like this is what you would get <laughs> if you gave ryan murphy some cocaine yeah, he's we all like felt so bad too because we we're laughing so much and like one of my friends from high school was like in it and you could tell he was like super into it her her family friend that was like the director was in the back like shouting things and like writing notes and we're just like drunk laughing in this amphitheater because we thought it was going to be kids and like 40 minutes long it's the theater god damn it (laughs) action oh community theater all right let's do tyra mill tyra mill Tyra Mill. um this subject is stassi baby boozing Hi, Natalie and Kathleen. I'm a longtime listener. I have something on my mind leaving my long ass work day. Stassi Baby has a random TikTok boo thing. This may not be that interesting, but so uh, but so her new bae, Jaden Hostler, or Trash Jaden, is the worst human. <laughs> I don't really understand how they run in the same circle. He has he was the one who dated the girl who did that call her daddy episode where she is like, Jaden just texts me and he's Text me that he likes Nessa. He allegedly cheated on both Nessa and Mads. Oof, this is Gen Z to the max in this email. <laughs> this is all legend. But Mads and Nessa have been talked about. Oh, they have both talked about the mess. And Jaden has come out saying, don't kiss your best friend's girlfriend. Also, someone is saying Jaden is Stassi's baby's type. I don't know. It's a weird love combo. That's all I have to say. Ta-ta. Ooh. You just threw a lot of Gen Z cultural reference on us all at once. I'm just going to look him up real quick. So he's 22. Yeah, I was like looking into it because he had like somehow, I don't even begin. Oh my God, TikTok personality. I think he was in one of those weird houses. I was like, oh, hype house, like the hype house. Or he's friends with those people. I don't know. But this one guy. Josh Richards. I don't know who that is, but he looks like my nephew. And I remember sending a picture to my nephew and being like, do people think you look like this guy? Because he was one of those like hype house people. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh my God, I hate that guy. And I was like, okay, the kids are all right. Uh, <laughs> first instinct was like, okay, they all have like these weird, angular, like emaciated looking faces with like the hair floof in the front. I can't tell them apart. He's That's from Ch- Chattanooga, Tennessee. The only reason I know about that is because Macy from Teen Mom is from Chattanooga. I just feel like Stassi. Oh, speaking of. So many dudes over her years that I feel this feels like a downgrade. But maybe she's trying to like keep relevant with the, the TikTok follow bases are very passionate. So... Maybe well, that's what she's going for, but it's like she's hooked up with so many like way more famous people that like committing to putting this person on the grid. Yeah, he Jaden has host, posted a picture of him and Stassi four days ago that says "hottest couple." You know what's so crazy is that she got a BBL, a lot of work done, but the BBL specifically doesn't seem like Stassi. Then this is what's always baffled me about Stassi, baby. To your point, right? It seems like the BBL is not for these type of men. <laughs> No, they all look like they need a, a nice meal. A nice thin woman. Like, they don't seem like they appreciate curves. So the fact that she's dating. That, uh, that viral, like, vine or whatever, mm-hmm. when the person, like, 
like got hit by a car, like fell over something, and the lady in the background's like, he needs some milk. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like when I see these people. I'm like, I feel like a grandma that's like, you haven't eaten in days. Like, let me <laughs> where's your jacket? <laughs> yeah. You're cold. Look at that thin little shirt you're wearing. It's you're- like, I don't see this man liking a woman with a BBL, but hey, more if they're having a good time, let's see what's on Stassi's page. We're doing this in real time. Let's see. Obviously, Stassi has not put him on the grid. So there's a kind of a. That's what I'm saying. It feels, it's kind of like. It doing someone like a favor up so like he can boost his thing exactly she like can get some new younger followers because stassi stassi gives me an unbothered vibe there is not like, a single picture doesn't seem bothered when kylie randomly calls her whenever she's alone and feeling sad stassi's just she seems like she just rolls with the punches she knows a lot of famous people well, I think she knows a lot of famous people because of Kylie. And I I like that. She, yeah. I feel like she knows that. So that's why she's yeah, really good at staying in her like, lane. She's like unbothered. So it, the TikTok of it all where everything is like for clout, I almost feel like it's the other way around where like he's doing it. That's what I'm saying. I think she might be doing him the favor, probably yeah. paid, because there's not a single picture of him on her. Um, yeah. What do you call this? Her Instagram. And I admire that for her. It's like, I don't feel like she's trying to push past this lane or echelon. Like, yeah. Whatever she's doing, she's getting paid well. She's She can go party and enjoy her life. Like, she seems like she's in a very solid, comfortable lane. And I love that for her. But I feel like dallying with these TikTok madness, it's like, it's a dangerous game. Right. And also, BBL girlies. All of y'all, please stop posting the workout content. We don't, we're not, it's 2023. You don't have to. Now, I, I acknowledge that even if you get work done, you still have to maintain it. But for y'all to just really try to sell us on this is all squats and you, you're doing in the gym and pumping iron, y'all don't have to do this. You really don't. Like, this is sad. Just keep it to yourself. This is so sad. Like, girl, please. It's fine. That's why the Kim, if Kim would rebrand, like we don't need you to give us some gym footage and we don't need the, the like get up and work or it's 5 a.m. and I'm in the gym. Like nobody. No, we don't want she that. So like distorted in her mind about being an exception to the rule and being special. And she could make an absurd amount of money if she like capitalized on like cosmetic enhancements and injections and procedures especially now that there's so many things that are non-invasive like plastic (laughs) surgery used to have such a barrier it's like just just start endorsing that shit sell it like you would be making a killing but she is so like broken in her mind of letting go of that idea that she is an exception and that she's special and that she was chosen by god on the flip side of on like a more business related note, why why super push that you're in the gym when you would not be able to sell anything about fitness or People gym related to us? We care. won't buy it anyway, so you don't have to do that. Yeah, and it's like if you're going to go with the slim quick method, like, oh, people want to look like me. Yeah. The people who like you probably want to look like you. So sell them some fucking injections. And maybe she's trying to beat the Ozempic a- accusations and allegations. But, girl, you'll never beat that. You'll never beat 
cosmetic surgery allegations. So just, again, like we talked about earlier in this episode, lean into the shit. And like, you think we're dumb. We remember that when injectable ass implants became a thing, you were the first one to jump on that bandwagon and went on Dr. Phil and did your little x-ray to try to prove that your butt was real because you thought you saw a loophole. You're like, up until this point, implants had been silicon and you could see them in an x-ray. And this new technology comes out, you jumped on it. So why wouldn't we think that you hear about this weight loss drug and you took it? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, even Mindy Kaling. So I know for sure. <laughs> Which, again, I will. maybe me and Kathleen are the minority. We don't give a shit. Like, do whatever you need to do. For I you, but the workout content, I, yeah, go. exactly. What I don't like is like pretending that you got it naturally because, for one, that's unhealthy, and for two, it's just stupid. I hate, I mean, my intelligence insulted, <laughs> but on the flip side of it, too, like this weight loss drug is for people that need it and they are now not able to get it, so that's fucked up, which is all the more reason mm-hmm. for Kim to use her weight of like influence and money invest in some pharmaceutical like chloe does with her migraine drug and be like the spokesperson for like hey there won't be a shortage for diabetic people if there's funding for this so i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna endorse it and then there can be more supplies and then people can be skinny and diabetic people can like not die or take us with you on those procedures like they used to do be like today i'm getting a bbl or today i'm getting my bbl reduced that'd be kind of cool Carol Housewives, like, uh, Potomac. Like, I loved that Wendy, who's like, no one can shit on Dr. Wendy. She has four degrees. Okay? <laughs> She's got a happy Eddie. She's got a beautiful family. She had no problem being like, yeah, I got some work done because I want to feel good. Yeah. Now, granted, she tried to still play. Like, she only got one thing done. But eventually, she came around and was like, all right. I, I got did. tummy tuck. I, I got a boob job. Like- I got my butt done. My nose done. <laughs> so women, other women are such haters and so like nosy. I felt like she was trying to announce the BBL in like a fun way at the end, and mm-hmm. they were like bugging her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia is like terrifying. Uh, so, <laughs> but I love that for her. I was like, that's okay. And you know, if you don't want to talk about your cosmetic procedures, that's fine too. Mia is the perfect <laughs> example of what we would love from Kim, right? Well, I've got this. Kim loves lying. She wants people to believe that she's an exception to the rule. She wants people to buy whatever strange narrative she's telling herself that day. That's what's annoying. The insult to our intelligence. <laughs> You can say nothing or say the truth, but this whatever zone you're in, Kim, it's not entertaining anymore. We don't like it. By the way, what I, why I said that, forget people can't see what I'm doing. I was going through Stasi's Instagram stories, and she has the nerve to have like three oh, yeah. stories of her super working out. And it's like, if you don't cut the shit, yeah. <laughs> cut it yeah. out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Yes, <laughs> Joey Gladstone. I almost called him Joey Fatone because. <laughs> I'm old. I, I my fridge bay uh is funny. So he has a good sense of humor, but he's not necessarily someone who's like cracking jokes all the time, or mm-hmm. probably wouldn't able to stand being around him. He even had like a short stint where he did stand-up comedy nice. back in the day. <laughs> uh so one time we were driving and uh the Alanis Morissette song that she supposedly wrote for Dave Coulier because he like cheated on her yeah. or something. Like, they had a really bad breakup. Canada drama. Uh, who played Uncle Joey. 
is playing on the theater in the song and she talks about would you go down on me in the theater or would she go down on you on in the theater because yeah. saying she did that for him like will this new girl do it and dan and i were talking about how like absurd this is and how it's about dave coulier of all people all and people dan's, dan's like could you imagine if you're sitting next to him in the theater and all of a sudden he goes cut it out <laughs> <laughs> and i just like started laughing so hard it's like wait that was funny. You made a good joke. So not or even in any capacity. <laughs> not even in a theater. Wow. If you're, yeah. like, trying to fuck Dave or Dan. What's his name? Dave yeah. Coulier, right? Yeah. And then he, like, makes a squirrel sound or something. Oh, my God. When he's, oh, God. When, oh, if he's, like, erect. And he's, like, did, did somebody say what? Like, I would just be, like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> is so mad. Like, <laughs> You're best mad about like oh, yeah, she was I pissed. could see Carly Simon being pissed about Warren Beatty because like he had the dreamboat like vibe right. in that time, but like <laughs> she was like, Would she have your baby? Like she was Atlantis pissed. is fucking pissed. She was pissed over the guy who makes chipmunk noises. Will she go down on you in a theater? Can you imagine being that that heartbroken <laughs> over fucking Uncle Joey? Or not, he wasn't even Uncle Joey, he was just Joey over Joey. And she didn't she didn't write an album like that for Ryan Reynolds. We could have <laughs> understood that. I get that, bitch. But like, maybe I would have been pissed if Ryan Reynolds dumped me for Scarlett Johansson. But like Dave Coulier? <laughs> was Dave Uncle or Dave? I was calling Uncle Joey. Was Dave, aka Joey, blowing her back out that much where you're like, God, don't leave me. You know what's crazy about Joey? Not to get on a tangent, but I am going to get on a tangent. They never really gave him a love interest on Full House, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember him being in like a series. I think he had one relationship, I think, with the lady that worked at the radio station that Joey and Jesse worked at for a minute. Mm-hmm. But like he was. And it's also weird on Full House how nobody left that house. They just kept turning spaces into like little apartments. I always hate it too because like no house in San Francisco looks like that. But especially Period. the sisters, like where it is, like in Pack Heights, all those houses are rail cars like style. So it's like super skinny and long. Yeah. And the house is like you walk in, it's like this ginormous open concept. <laughs> living room then a giant kitchen and then a backyard backyard was wild the I backyard mean, the basement people want me to believe that this is in san francisco much less in pacific heights well the <laughs> basement being converted into joey's like apart like apartment and then that the alleged attic that got turned into jesse and rebecca's apartment with the twins there's like 20 people living in this fucking house and those houses are like Five million dollars on a good day, and the ones that are actually restored are like twenty million dollars. And like Uncle Jesse was like an exterminator, yeah. And Joey did stand up comedy. What did Bob Saget's the dad do? What did he do? Remember, wake up, Sac- Sacramento. Wake up, San yeah, Francisco. Oh, yeah. Wait, but before he got wake up, San Francisco, he was the sportscaster. On well, the I news. can tell you right now, those people don't make any money. Like working at sports, all, you work because you love it. Everyone yeah. I, I know from working in the Giants, everyone who works in the broadcast industry. You don't make any money. No money, but people he was like, you. so you feel like they seem famous, but like they don't get. They make peanuts. And but the house, are, 
in their fucking restored Victorian. In well, and I guess the house was originally four bedrooms because you had Michelle's room. Uncle Jesse had a room. Oh, no, this five. Danny had a room. No, four. And then DJ and Stephanie shared a room. So that was four. And then Joey's like sleeping in the living room. And they had a dog. Yeah. A, a full-size dog. A full-size dog. To be fair, that house is right across the street from a very nice park. It is. <laughs> well, the park uh, they're having the picnic in in the in the intro. <laughs> rest in peace, Bob Saget. Oh my god. Rest in peace to a legend, because Full House is my shit. I, even though it doesn't make any fucking sense. You know another movie that doesn't make sense that I watched recently? Uh, Never Been Kiss is so problematic. Yeah, he's like falling in love with the student. <laughs> the student. Well, how about she's falling in love with like Guy Perkins? And I'm like, bitch, you're 25. Like, yeah. stand up. Oh, Why are you googly-eyed over this boy? Like, the brother is, a, is like in love with a teenage girl. And then he goes, he's going to go to college? I'm like, you, you're not yeah. a good person. <laughs> he was 22 and was like, yeah, this is my chance to go to college for baseball. I'm like, do you though, think nobody will find out you're a full-grown man? <laughs> uh, I was I was like a diehard Alias person, Alias fan. So I loved Marco Vartan, and he was so hot in that movie. Is that the one that plays the teacher? Yeah, he plays the teacher. Yeah, he was hot in that movie. But it's just like, and her brother being mad that she, she blew up the spot. Really? And I'm like... Like, <laughs> you're an adult what are you sure. talking about yeah that movie i was like i don't know if a movie like this get made today but i thoroughly enjoy it suspend some dis some beliefs suspend disbelief yeah um no, we watched speed the other day it's the same thing it's like i'm just gonna be entertained i'm just gonna go with entertainment exactly one last one before we get out of here just some things i think about as i rewatch keeping up Season eight, when Kim was pregnant with North, she was not excited about it. She kept saying it was because she was still married to Chris Humphreys. But now that we know that Kanye wanted her to have abortion, I keep thinking that was probably why she wasn't into it. I just can't imagine being pregnant and knowing my husband didn't want it. I know he came around, but the beginning, but in the beginning, she was just so upset. And Chris kept bringing up how it should be the best time of your life. And Kim was just crying and not into it. Thoughts? Remember when Leah and Brandon Jenner were on and Leah was so afraid of putting out their EP because she didn't want the fame to change them and have paparazzi around them all the time? That was cute. Yeah, I was like, girl, please. No one cares about you guys. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure I'll share some more thoughts. Also, I started a list of all the reasons Chris hates Bruce, well, Caitlin, not like not letting him have his, the helicopter in the garage or not having her portrait in the hall of, of portraits or meeting up with Todd behind her back. Anyways, it's been fun. And the list is so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris is an alpha, alpha female. Yeah. And now we know why they kind of got together because Bruce had a lot of feminine energy that he, you know, finally came to terms with. It's more of his dominant, but oh, I want to talk about thing too, like Caitlin, Caitlin had the star power that Chris wanted. Yeah, at first. Chris yeah. also, I think, held it over her head their entire relationship that Chris was the one who pulled Caitlin out of financial ruin and yeah. like strategized how to get Caitlin back in the market. But it, yeah. like the family loves to play dumb, Chris was advantageous with getting with someone who was well known. Mm -hmm. So Mm, I could I can see both why they both probably hate each other they both yeah 
lose each other, but they also they were married for a long time. They had two kids, so yeah. like they were fine for a really long time. But there was probably some baseline there that was unhealthy, not dissimilar to Kim and Kanye getting together. I think they both thought that they were in control. They both kind of thought they were mm-hmm. getting something on the other person, and both of mm-hmm. them were clearly not connected mm-hmm. on the same wavelength. The entire time they're married. So I could totally see when she got pregnant. Just seeing how he's reacted over the years to a lot of things. I think she has a point and she's she's inching towards a really good point. I wouldn't say theory. A theory implies it's not true. But yeah, I don't think Kanye was planning to have a baby with Kim. It kind of just happened. Obviously, you could tell that from the abortion story. But there's an episode of Keeping Up. I could look it up, but I don't feel like it right now. But there's an episode of Keeping Out where Kim takes Larsa to her office or whatever this was in Miami. And she tells Larsa she wasn't sure that her and Kanye were going to be together after North, which that kind of signals to us that not only was this not planned, that I don't think Kanye had any plans of making this a long-term relationship at first. But, you know, Kim got pregnant. How he became like, my spawn, you know, yeah. Successes over north. Like, I just knowing how he is, it probably was an up and down time for Kim being pregnant already, kind of, I'm sure is emotional. But like, knowing Kanye and how he's acted and reacted to things, it could have been a roller coaster where like one day he was like, I didn't want a baby. And the next day he's like, This is my seed. Yeah, I it could have been that. Everything, you know? And so I just. Ugh. And then she tells Larsa that if she wasn't going to be with Kanye, that she wanted Kanye's sperm. So North, of course, could have siblings. Or she could have all the k- same kids with same dads, right? The same shit we always I talk really about. I feel like they're <laughs> complex about having the same ba- biological children. Has Like, do they ever look in them? It has to come from self-hatred. Like, do does Chris hate that her children are all from different parents or dads? And, like, they all have internalized self-hate that they need? I'm like... You are a blended family. Why do you care about this so much? I wish Larsa would have had the presence of mind to ask, like, why? But, of course, she's not. She's just like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine Kim was that thrilled, to Kathleen's point, if you have a partner that is up and down about, should we have this baby? And then he kind of just gives in. So it's like the pregnancy is like, okay, I guess I'm having this kid. Well, and I could see, like I said, I could see Kanye giving in. And then you're kind of like, well, this sucks. Like, yeah. And then I could also see him doubling down and being like, I want to control everything. I want to go to every doctor's appointment. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're going to call Anna Wintour and we're going to get this baby like a new set of clothing for when it comes out of your vagina. Like I could see just like the gamut. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think. And then also on top of that, yeah, you still were married to Chris Humphreys. And if you guys remember, he damn near wanted to have the baby tested for like paternity because he was being petty. Like, Chris, you know, that's not your baby. Kim hasn't touched you probably since the wedding day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was not a fun time. Yeah, and Brandon but, Jenner. Oh, they, the funniest part about that is that they're not together anymore at all. They got together with like a new girl and immediately got her pregnant with like mm-hmm. twins. Yeah, and, and they're like sh- all friends. And they're all so, BFFs. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> but it's very funny. And I guess when you're in the bubble, you don't realize. But Leah and Brandon, nobody cared about that. Like nobody's gonna be following you. 
I don't think anybody was even interested in the music. Like there wasn't even a demand for the music. I mean, I enjoyed them enough on the screen. Like they were mildly entertaining. The only thing that was always frustrating about them was that like Brandon seemed likable, but I felt like the main reason they were there was to perpetuate the storyline of Brody hates Chris. Yes. Like yeah. who's just there to constantly be like trying to mediate. And it was like that storyline was just not interesting. It just At went all. forever. And it's like they could have just been like fun, pleasant family members that were there. And instead it was like they're making a music that we don't want to hear. And like, oh my gosh, let's talk about Brody and his like neediness again instead of getting Chris, can you manage them? Can you introduce them to baby face? Like (laughs) (laughs) spare us the Jenners. I was like, like, did you guys know that baby face is really good friends with Chris Jenner? (laughs) Right. Fun fact. Baby Kenny. He sings at the Christmas party. Did you know Kenny? Oh, wait. I mean, Babyface. Yeah. He's friends with Chris Jenner and sings at the Christmas party. Oh. You guys know that? Um, yeah. So that's Tyre Mel. Send your Tyre Mel to say Bible podcast at gmail.com. Say B I B L E podcast at gmail.com. Who knows when we'll read it? Who knows when we'll have another episode? Wait, but like we mentioned earlier, Kim. Dangling the carrot once again, posted a, a filming oh, yeah. shot. So it's it's happening. Do we know the timeline? No. Do we have the energy to even research the timeline? Absolutely not. I think Hulu doesn't even know the timeline. I think the reaction to season two really threw Hulu for a fucking loop. Yeah, they keep posting. They keep trying to crowdsource storylines. Like, <laughs> what do you guys want to see? I don't know, bitch. How about your life? <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you ask the Kardashians who have been doing this for 15 years and yeah, ask, them, ask what we want to see? Like, yeah. Ask them, hey, we need to bring some of E back into this Hulu show yeah, because right nobody's now. interested. Don't call us. Like, call up the people at E and be like, hey, what, which, if you are us, <laughs> what like, you let's do? look back at the 15 seasons. What was the highest rated episode? Exactly. Do your own fucking research. What does Gina Rodriguez say? Do some research, mama. <laughs> do some do some research, mama. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? And like even Kim, maybe make her fun. Make her make her like do something fun. Alcohol. Don't let her strategize for three weeks with a notebook about what her character is gonna be that day. Like just yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Y'all need to figure something the fuck out because whoo. Chile. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's it for us. I hope you have a good whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Week, month, night, day. <laughs> um, all right, bye.